I'm your host, Seven. I'm too excited to get to this conversation. Like, <laughs> I'm so excited to get to this topic. Um, we had such a, uh, well, I had such a great episode lined up for y'all. And then this topic landed in my lap. And then this person that we talking to today, who I'm like swag surfing on these airwaves with today, <laughs> she fell out the sky. I have no idea how we got here, but I'm super excited that we are here. So, we can talk about this, so let's get straight into it. Oh, can you please tell the beautiful people out there your name, what people call you, your earthly occupation, spiritual occupation, and if you were a drink, what would you be? Okay. My name is Chantel, um, I, but I go by Diggy, Dig, um, as a nickname. I am a stay-at-home mother. And I'm, I consider myself to be a healer. Um, I'm a former educator. I'm a special education former educator. Um, if I was a drink, I would be coquito, which is a, it's a Puerto Rican drink. It's a, it's a traditional drink that we use around Thanksgiving, Christmas time. It's a mixture of uh, coconut milk, um, um, cinnamon, different things. The only thing that you could really compare it to is, is, um, eggnog but a lot of people get offended when you compare it to eggnog because it's so much better than eggnog it really is it really is it's so delicious and we put rum in it so it's an alcoholic drink and around christmas time up top back home around christmas time people everyone everybody little want a little bit of coquito everybody they don't want coquito all the time but just around christmas time so i think i'll be coquito because you know it's, it's, it's a tropical drink, but they give it to you during the cold season, warm you up, you know. I think that's me. Everybody want a little bit of me sometime, too. So, not all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I could be seasonal. I could be every day. You don't know. You don't know. Sometimes I'm hot. Sometimes I'm not a lot. Other people. <laughs> so perfect. Okay, so. Um, I... The reason why I'm so excited is because last month's episode, I put out this beautiful episode with me, Glow, Shines, and J-Word, and we were basically talking about spirituality versus religion, and I was super, super nervous to put it out because this podcast has really just been me trying to show what, you know, mental health looks like through a, you know, a black girl lens, when they put diagnosis together for, you know, psychological disorders, they're not pulling a whole bunch of people from a minority group. (laughs) When you're talking about something like a panic attack, um, they'll write it out as it looked like this, but it really only looks like that through European lenses. I wanted to show what mental health looked like through a black girl, you know what I mean? And I realized my frequency was no different than the news or, like I said before, Donald Trump just trying to burn this whole goddamn earth to, the, to a crisp. Uh, I started going into the fact that I was doing spirit, a lot of spiritual work in order to like handle all of this anxiety and frustration and, and depression that is being 
like put out there every day that we have to eat, especially us here as Americans. So I didn't want to talk about that part though, even though I was feeling better and I was, I was living life to my fullest. I wasn't going back and forth with these niggas. Like I was living my best life. Um, I didn't want to talk about the spirituality aspect because I didn't want people to think that I was saying this was the only way to go. But when I dropped last month's episode and we were actually questioning a lot of the major religions and how it felt against spirituality, I had a lot of people hitting me up, like telling me how great the episode was. I was actually sending it out to people who were Christians with a disclaimer, like, don't hate me after this, honey. Like, I'm right. so sorry. I like <laughs> it. I like Please. it. <laughs> don't hate me. Okay. And they were saying the same thing in the sense of like, we had just because I'm a part of the Christian religion doesn't mean that I don't have these same questions. Right. So it wasn't disrespectful. And I was having other people listening to the podcast and hitting me up like, yo, like, just telling me like comments as if I'm in the car with them or if I'm in the like, I don't know, room with them. Like I'm not having a conversation with you. Like currently I'm at work. You're listening to a podcast, but they would just send me some random comment like, girl, yes, I was just saying that. And I'm like, "Mm, running numbers. (laughs) Because a lot of people, I think a lot of us are there. Many, many of us are there where we're open to it. We're talking about it. We're ready for it. I don't know. I don't know what path this is on. I just ended up here as far as like us wanting to talk about spirituality. I, I'm here and I'm for it. And running into you happened because one of the people close to you mm-hmm, <laughs> had hit me up with one of those random comments. There was three people who did it and he was one of them. And I was like, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> and he gave me some context and he, we went back and forth talking about spirituality versus religion and our own questions about religion. And he was like, you should talk to Diggy. And I'm like, hmm, who is Diggy? <laughs> and he told me about how, you know, Diggy was researching, Diggy was going into like ancestors and all this mm. other stuff. And I was like, please let me talk to her. <laughs> so that was how you came on, you talked to me for one conversation, one combo, and you were like, all right. I mean, I'll, okay. I will, um, uh, sure. I'll do it. I'll talk to them about it. But your interesting path is so fucking interesting. Like in summary, basically you went from Catholicism yeah. to this new spiritual practice that you're looking into and researching and starting out in called Santeria. Am I saying it right? Santo. Santeria. Santo. Yeah. Yeah. which to me looks like the part of Wakanda where like Black Panther went and was buried and then went and talked to his daddy and he came back and now he's king like it looks like that part but put that in Brazil (laughs) Brazil? (laughs) Um, okay (laughs) (laughs) but I ain't got no sense and that's why you're here so let's start from the beginning so I am from southern Connecticut I'm from a place called Bridgeport Um, okay it's it's not far from new york that's why a lot of people down here think i'm from new york um it's a it's in connecticut but it is nothing i'm from the hood i'm actually from like the projects i grew up it's a really impoverished city it's something if i had to compare it it's something like think of flint flint michigan it's like a very small bronx the population is predominantly predominantly african-american black puerto rican and then you know now dominicans um 
And I grew up in predominantly African-American neighborhoods because okay. I come from a black Puerto Rican family. My mothers were Afro-Latino. My mother's black Puerto Rican. And, you know, um, Latinos can be anti-black, but we, we suffer from colorism. So um, my mother assimilated. My mother got in where she fit in. And African-Americans were the ones where, you know, she was family in terms of she looked just like them. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. She looked just like them. And so that's how I grew up. But I, I grew up, and so I grew up with a lot, a lot of soul, a lot of Black American soul, because my mother came here when she was two. Um, mm. But we are Puerto Rican, you know? Um, and so it was a very blended upbringing. Um, mm -hmm. And I have a grandmother who's from the Bahamas. So there was a lot of island cultural beliefs, a lot of superstitions. But um, I grew up Catholic. My mother was a devout Catholic, a devout Christian. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, like my mother, you know, was an unwed mother and she didn't have an abortion back then because because she was such a devout Christian. She breaking rules, doing all kinds of things, but she's this devout Christian, so she won't have an abortion, you know. Um, um, and I grew up, you know, with 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 she never had me baptized in the religion, I believe, in the, into the Catholic religion because she was unwed when she had me. But I went to church with her. Um, you know, my sister was in Catholic school. Um, I went to confession. You know, I, I knew all the things that they were doing, knew of all the sacraments and was raised in the religion. I was just technically never baptized into the religion. Um, so growing up, you know, um, the, the, the funny thing is, you know, the wild thing is when you're, but when you're still in your Islanders, especially like, you know, um, Afro, um, Latino, Afro-Caribbean. Like my grandmother is from, she was born in the town that the slaves were imported into in Puerto Rico. So even, even if you are like Catholic is a, um, in terms of Christianity on the island, Catholic, Episcopalian, Protestant, like those religions in terms yeah. of Christianity are dominant. But even if you have, you're raised in that, there are things that like, people still do culturally that really come from you know Yaruba or like you know the their, their African ancestors um, right things just you know they won't show you um they, I think it's called Mesa Blanca like white table um which is a branch of Santeria itself but you can be Catholic you could be Episcopalian and still have these in your home they're like altars of like to certain saints Christian saints um, mm -hmm. they'll do things like um my mother had bread on the door like you you leave bread on the door to um for the spirits um you we every puerto rican baby little puerto rican babies will all have like little bracelets it's a little bracelet with like a black fist that has red beads that's to protect you from um um el ojo malo like the, the evil eye um, mm. when we say when when babies when we tell babies that they're beautiful in the Puerto Rican culture like if you say that uh, you look at a baby and you say oh she's beautiful you have to immediately follow it up with and Dios de, de bandiga which means and God bless them because it, it tells the parents I actually don't have any ill intentions I'm not lying when I'm saying that this baby is healthy and beautiful mm. so even though they have all these Christian religions there is seeps in you know, the yeah. other things that aren't traditional Christianity seeps and leaving pennies, leaving candies for spirits, for bad spirits to take in, in you know, instead of taking the baby or the sickest or the oldest in the house. So, um, but as I grew up, you know, and I got older, I, I saw the religion. I saw things that my mother did. And I thought that I began to, for my personal self, I began to see some hypocrisies. Um, yeah, 
some things that weren't adding up, you know, like I'm going to burn in hell because I actually wasn't baptized into this religion. I'm going to now die and burn in hell for the rest of my life. Um, even if you, as a child, die, you know, I'm, you're going to burn in hell. These were things that I continued to question. I continued to question. But the thing is, you know, when you're raised Christian, you're not supposed to. You know, you're not right. supposed to raise those questions. So right. it, it was extremely frowned upon in my house to, to raise those questions. Um, and I had questions about Santeria, about Santo, because my grandmother, it had always been whispered to me, around me, um, that my grandmother practiced the religion. See, that and that's the part that I'm interested in, because right. you went into... Like your mom came to the United States when she was two years old. Right. Like how much interaction did you have with this beautiful grandma of yours that was brought up in the city where there was a port of the, like of the slaves? Like how much interaction did you have and how much influence did she have on you? Unfortunately, my grandmother was very sick. So I didn't, you know, she wasn't a grandmother that I saw often. But I did see her. She did have influences on me. She oh, she captivated me. Do you know what I mean? Because she, um, I'll just say, it. you know, my grandmother was a, a black woman who did not speak this language. She was affected by Jim Crow laws. She, she was tossed away by the society. When they originally came here to the United States, my grandmother, my grandfather was more like white passing. Um, so when they came here, they moved to Miami, but they couldn't, it was in the middle of Jim Crow. So they couldn't sit on the bus together. They couldn't, you know, have dinner together. They couldn't do anything together. So my grandmother, they moved to Harlem to the North um, so that they didn't have to, you know, have that much more oppression. But when they got up there, my, one of my uncles became a heroin addict, you know, the streets took them. Um, yeah. And that my grandmother ended up like her mental health was extremely effective by coming here, by experiencing racism, by going through all that. And my grandmother is one of those stories that, you know, she ended up in an asylum. There were still asylums when I was a little girl. So I wow. used to actually go visit my grandmother in an asylum. But my grandmother used to wear beads that were made me very curious, you know. She used to wear, wear jewelry that my mother didn't wear. She used to have little things on the, the dresses next to her in the hospital I was like, what in the world is that? Little uh, cowrie shells, you know, um, like things that, that look like little, you know, faces and animals and different wood carvings. And I was so intrigued. And mm. whenever I asked my mother or anyone about it, it was no, 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 you know, no, 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 no. And then eventually my, my aunt, my mother's oldest sister, I found books. I found handwritten books. Um, in Spanish, yeah, I found handwritten books that were written in Spanish um, that I know now to guess what, you know, you would like, would kind of be like a spell book, I guess, in the best terms. Like, there's different rituals and things like that, you know. Um, and, and actual, like, textbooks. There were actual, like, textbooks that had different rituals, different practices. And then that's what my grandmother, I mean, that's what my aunt let me know. Well, you know, no, 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 no. I have that because of your grandmother, but that's bad. Look at where your grandmother is now. Look, look at her. Look at the unfortunate life she's had. Her son died of a heroin overdose. This mm -hmm. one died of cancer. She's in an insane, you know, nothing good comes from that. Don't bother with that. So that just made me that much more. <laughs> that just, 
so this is the question though like that, that to sh- to shape your uh vision or your perception of this you know tribal spirituality is crazy because what i'm thinking of is like when we think of exotic things like when we think of the native americans and their practice it's an exotic thing but you start thinking about africans and their tribal practices and their spiritual practices all of a sudden it's devil worship and it's everybody and it's so interesting how that's been portrayed but i wonder because again we're going back to like the mental health part that i was talking about earlier when they came up with these diagnoses, again, they weren't pulling a whole bunch of black people and saying like, okay, this is what it looks like in them. You know what I mean? They just did the European culture and was like, well, if it deviates from the culture in this way, it must be a disorder. So I wonder if it's because your grandma was still connected to the other side and didn't have someone, somebody who is of the tribe of wisdom which I don't know what that would be called, but like somebody who was in the tribe, had been of the tribe, had been doing these spiritual practices for years, was able to help her in that mediumship. And it just kind of made her lose touch with reality. Do you think that's something that is possible? No, no, I don't think, I think that she, I think her environment affected her mental health. I think that um, the extreme racism. Now, you know, Puerto Rico racism too, colorism too. Don't that's that, that that absolutely. But I think the shock, though, you know, I think um, n- n- who is the most disrespectful woman on the planet? The black woman, right? Easy. And then on top of now, you don't speak English. Now you're not even American. Not that the black woman necessarily is considered, but now you're really. I know for sure. I get it. You don't belong here. So I think. That really, because they say, you know, back in Puerto Rico, she wasn't really like that. I think that and the death of her son um, and then the poverty, you know, having to not find the American dream and raising her children in the project. I think, you know, because they ended up saying that she had like bipolar rage. I don't I think they didn't understand her religion. I think so much family held it against her, but I don't think the system did. Yeah, I don't think the system really held it against her. I think they probably just chalked that up to whatever you know what i mean whatever you're talking about lady because we don't know half the time what you're talking about anyway don't nobody understand you, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> because you know there's a the, there's a high puerto rican population where i'm from but in terms of the population that works was working with her at the time that, those were european people those were white mm. people so um no i think that i think she was dismissed by this society i think that she was tossed away i i think about her a lot i honor her a lot in my ancestral work because it breaks my heart that um, that she was, you know, I'm, I'm very light skinned. I have all kinds of, of white, light skinned privilege. You know, I'm not white passing. I'm very, I, you can tell that I'm Latina when you look at me. I look like your stereotypical Puerto Rican, but mm-hmm. I don't have black skin. I, I can yeah. never, you know, I can never imagine what they, what they put her through, what they put my mother through. So I honor her so much, so much mm-hmm. at the altar because I feel like we failed her. And she didn't get to um, really use her, pra- practice her religion the way that she was supposed to. Right. You can't in an asylum. You can't practice it like that. Um, mm. So I feel like I'm going to cry. I'm so sorry. Oh, don't, don't, don't you <laughs> apologize. She's probably here. That's probably why. Oh, like, man. Okay. Let's have, let that purity come out, girl. <laughs> because I feel like I can do it for her. 
you know, uh-huh. like I, I'll keep it alive, you know, yeah. um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, don't you apologize. Um, and I, you know, I apologize to her often. I'm sorry we failed you. I'm sorry that this world treated you the way that it's, I am so sorry. I am yeah. so sorry that this happened to you. So, you know, I, you know, even as a, as a young child was questioning my grandmother kind of, and my family too kind of was like, ah, you know, she, she was abusive. She was this, she was that. So the hell with her, you know, look, she practiced this shit. So the hell with her. So, you know, I, I, she was definitely the, what piqued my curiosity, what piqued my interest, what kept me always wondering about it. But I didn't go from Catholicism right into experiencing this religion, trying to follow this path. I actually became Baptist. Um, yes, yes. What was the bridge between Catholicism and, and Baptist? Like what, what happened where you were in Catholicism that made you go to be a Baptist? So my sister, my older sister, um, mm-hmm. who who also is visually, phenotypically a black woman, you know, she assimilates very easily into African-American culture in terms of right away when you see me, you know, when, when you see like my sister, you might think she's African-American. Do you know what I'm saying? Whereas when you see me, you know, I'm Latina. So me being the younger sister, like I followed everything my sister did. So my sister, you know, she joined the sorority. I'm SG Rose, Sigma Gamma Rose. You know, I did everything my sister did. And it was my sister who actually first converted to Baptist. Um, mm. It was my sister. And so when I saw, when I started going to church with her, you know, I had stopped going to church altogether. Like my teenagers, I had never went. The only time I went to Catholic church was for a funeral, a wedding, something like that. But I didn't, I was almost, I almost didn't have faith. In, in well, what happened? Like what happened between, or were you ever connected to Catholicism even when you were little? You know, I don't think it was like that. Right. I don't think I was ever connected. I was just doing what I was was told to do. I went to church because I was told to go to church. I believe in God. I did believe in God. I believed in Jesus. But I also had so many questions that I used to just like push them in the back of my mind because like I didn't want to burn in hell. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Like I, I didn't want to burn in hell for the questions. Um and then I just totally rebelled against it. I didn't go to church on my own. I didn't think I had, you know, a very hard. My own life was very hard. You know, a single mother. Um, you know, we grew up very poor. All kinds of things happened in the hood. I, I grew up in the '90s in the height of a crack, the crack era. Um, so I watched. I'm watching all of this around me. You know, friends. I had, I had a, a, a friend who was like a cousin who was shot 38 times in front of his mother, and I'm like, well, well where is God? You know, yeah. where is God? So I felt abandoned. So I left too, you know? Yeah, fair. Um, but my sister did not. My sister held on to a very strong faith in God. And so when when I wavered, when she saw me rebel, when life got hard for me and I was like, well, there's no God anyway. She, you know, I'll pray for you. You know, um, you just need to come to church with me. And then finally, after having my daughter, um, I didn't want, I felt obligated to expose her to, to, to reach out to God again because of my daughter. Um, so I started going to church with my sister. And let me tell you something, at, you know, you probably know Baptist church is, is something, it's live up in there. It was Ooh. not Catholic church. And I was, Poppin'. I was like, okay, hold on a second. <laughs> okay. I might be able to do this. This I might could do. <laughs> 
10 Hezekiah Walker, Kurt Franklin popping. Okay. Popping. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. So, you know, I had actually, I, I had gone when I was a little girl with like a friend of mine, her um, grandmother and grandparents were reverends, but it, it was just a different experience as an adult, you know, and, you know I, could, I could feel the spirit and you couldn't come, you know, I felt like I found home. I found my church home, like I had reconnected with God. Um, that was the problem. It was just that, that, that it was the Catholic religion was the problem. That's why I had lost faith. This religion is, you know, feels more comfortable with me. I love the environment. I love the people. Um, I feel the spirit. And so I, I guess I won't even really say I converted. I got baptized into the Baptist religion. Um, And I went to church for many years. My daughter uh, was in the junior choir. We did Mm -hmm. the things. I paid my tithes. I mean, I did that for a hot minute, like probably six, seven, eight years. Um, so what was the, the turning point that you were like, mm, something's not so right here <laughs> for you? Um, like, it doesn't have to be for everybody, but for you, like, what happened for you? You were like, this ain't right for me. For when, even in the Baptist religion, when I was like, what? Not, yeah, the not, Baptist religion. It was like around the same time, like, I was becoming, like, woke. Like, I've always been passionate. I've always been you know, bunk the system. My college dorm poster had like my body, my rights. You know what I'm saying? Like I've always been that one, right? So, <laughs> so, so that was always me. So around the time I started, you know, I know the term is cliche or whatever, but around that time, um, it's around the time I started really questioning where I was like, also, what is this? Because I don't, I don't, people, I, I got tired of hearing God works in mysterious ways. God does, there's, oh, oh, you know, I got sick. I got very sick. I got very, very sick. And I required um, intensive medical treatment. Mm. And I was fighting for my life. I was, you know, I, I had Brian. I had my boyfriend. We were together. But, you know, I, I have two biological children of my own. And I see. Um, so I had two girls, you know, um, cannot have, I cannot let this disease take me and take my life because, um, their father is not someone who I wanted to leave them with behind. You know, I had to fight for my girls to stay. And people were telling me things like, you know, God does everything for a reason. This, And I was thinking, what the hell? Why? His plans are not your plans. Right. You got to let God. You got right. And I was yeah. praying to God. And I had, I, 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 I knew like there was a higher power. I just could not take people telling me all of this. And I was saying to people things like, so so what is his plan when there's a two-year-old girl who has never lived outside of the basement of her home being chained up to a, a pole in the basement? And right. excuse me for being so hard. You know, I'm so sorry for being so harsh on, you know, being sexually assaulted for her to two years of her little life and then she dies. What's his plan? Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. do that. You don't know it's probably to touch other people's hearts. Well, guess what? And y'all not going to like this. I don't want no part of a God who did that to a baby. Yeah. To touch someone else's heart. I can't. I don't. I don't. That's no, no. I want to be with the God who's protecting at all times. Ain't sacrificing no babies. What? No, absolutely not. So I was banished from the church. (laughs) 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 Don't come back. So the next part of that story is that they kicked me out. Uh, (laughs) Like, honestly, they kicked me out. (laughs) You and your questions can go. Thank you. (laughs) 
his life, girl. girl. You can go ahead on with all of that nonsense and get about it. <laughs> that was funny. No, I'm calling me a heathen. I'm telling you, no, I was called a heathen. They were like, because I was, you know, I we weren't married, Brian and I. Yeah. My divorce wasn't even official. Listen, it was a scandal. Do you understand what I'm telling? And she is talking that nonsense. That yeah. girl, he got that girl from up top. You know that girl, that Spanish girl he got. You know that Puerto Rican girl. So we couldn't go to the damn church no more. <laughs> Jeez. So, I when while I was sick, you know, I was spending a lot of time um researching like where my grandmother's from, Louisa, Puerto Rico. Um, mm-hmm. Doing a lot of I was trying to uh learn about our history, you know. Um there's not a, you don't learn a lot about um it, right the 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 slavery the history the fact that really you know um it, it we really African Americans and you know Caribbeans our our ancestors really are the same people who were brought to these places um and so you know I had I was learning myself teaching 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 t- soaking up whatever I could whatever I could um in terms of the history, how long slavery lasted. Slavery, actually in Puerto Rico, slavery lasted longer than it did here in the United States. Really? Um, Yeah, yeah. It it was like closer to 400 years. It was about 360 or 70 years. And it ended, it ended after um, it ended here. Um, The Taino, so, so the history, so that's when I started to, really look into Santo Santaria as a religion. I also have a friend, a very good friend, who um, he left Christianity um, at a time that I was like, that is so taboo. What are you doing? You cannot, right. cannot do that. Like, right. Um, <laughs> so I was all kinds of, oh my gosh, you're doing what now? Mm-hmm. You cannot. So, um, because, you know, we were taught that if you do anything in, 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 that, that that is that's witchcraft that's devil's work you're yeah. only gonna draw something bad to you so he right. left christianity a long time ago 25 years ago for santo and actually became a high priest in the religion um so he kind of became my like go-to person because as i'm as i looked more because i still always believed even when i I questioned more, I think, the rules. Like, I, I really started to question the Bible. That was the thing, because every that's that's what it was. Everybody was backing things up to me with verses from the Bible. And I was yeah. like, listen, but you're holding this book in your hand. You're yeah. using these quotes. You're, you're condemning me and damning me with Bible verses. But, like, who wrote that book? Because you don't even have proof about who wrote that book. You're, you're waving a book in my face telling me that somebody told God, told somebody. I don't believe it because that's the book the colonizers gave you that okay. enslaved all of our ancestors. And you honestly going to weigh that book in my damn face and tell me that I can't do X, Y, Z because that book said so. When that's the same book that they killed our ancestors and enslaved our ancestors for. I don't, I'm not going to, I can't blend those two things. I cannot, I cannot do this. So but I still believed there was a higher power. I still believed that we didn't just become. Do you know what I'm saying? I still believed that um, I really started to uh, really, I, I like watched The Secret. I really was really believing that we like the best things. And I was really seeing it in my own life. When I, want, when, when I was sick, 
I started to get into, you know, manifesting and still praying, but manifesting, visualizing. And I really, 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 Brian and I in our lives started to see how manifesting really, really worked, that you can create things, you can, you know, you can make things happen. Um, And I didn't ever give up on believing that there was a higher power that was involved with that. I believed that there was something divine. I just didn't know what it was. I didn't want to accept the Christianity though. Um, so as I started talking to my friend, you know, I started talking more and more to my friend um, and asking him these things. Why'd you leave? What happened? You know what I'm saying? And how mm-hmm. did you go? And, and do you, do you really have to kill animals? You know, things that, you know, you really like that. Um, and he was very honest with me and started to see that I was interested. And um, he came by, we, and, I totally, then I totally abandoned any kind of like Christian faith, um, anything like that, you know, no Bible, nothing. Um, I, I had maybe had crosses in my house at one time, everything was taken down. Um, and then Brian and I moved. And when we moved, I had him, that friend come bless my home. Mm. And he left me with um, prayer books, reading material and instruction because of talking to him, of telling him, you know, like, I'm really interested. This is like telling him about my grandmother. Yeah. He remembered because he knows my family. You know, I grew up with him. I grew up with him back home, but he was in the Navy. So he was stationed here. Okay. So my family here, my aunt here, he was like, yeah, no, I saw those books. I know about your grandmother. I thought, you know, you knew more about the religion maybe than I did because I knew oh. your grandmother. Your aunt told me they, they ended up telling him more stories about what my grandmother did and what my grandmother was involved in. Um, than me so um, he was like you know the belief is the religion calls you so if it's calling you if 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 it's calling you home now okay I'll help you um, and so he had me set up what's called a boveda it's an mm. ancestor table um, and uh, like an altar for your ancestors um, and then as I he, he let me know that as um, as I prayed to my ancestors because you you literally you know you he taught me how to do it you know in terms of the ritual how to do it what to do how to how what to keep on it what to offer my ancestors how to interact with them and then he was like and then the rest you know it'll come to you you'll know you'll find out you'll know what to do um and then from there I went on on my own to make more um altars for orishas that I feel close to you know but I'm not initiated into the religion or anything like that just a student now um but that yeah that's how I got here that is the and I, I along with you and a whole bunch of people I think this whole new genetics thing people have their own conspiracies about it with the ancestry DNA and 23andMe um, they have their own conspiracies about it and I'm not saying they're not valid I'm just saying that they're I know that they're there um, however the African diaspora like coming together and realizing, because a lot of the African-American culture, though we have it, like we don't really know where it came from because during our our slavery days, like they tried to wipe out as much culture as possible. And now I'm learning this is still happening, this was happening in Puerto Rico as well. And you just didn't have any type of like connection to even know where to start. It's like, clearly my skin tells me I'm from Africa, yeah. but like, I don't know what part it, it's not a country. So like, I can't just go back there and be like, I'm, I'm home. Like, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> right. Like, no, 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 no. Go ahead. I was just, 
Amen. And what you were saying that that's so, you know, I mean, I hear so many African Americans say that that where 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 do I go if I'm going home? Right. Like what is north? If I got on Amazon talking about give us free, like where is home? I don't know what that is. So for me to do my ancestry DNA was important for me because I'm like, I don't know what my compass is. Like what's the true north? I will always respect the Christian religion because at least it gave me a doorway for me to understand that I'm not just this body, that there is going on. But the thing that I don't understand about it is like once people were telling me about the fact, like I'm asking questions like you are, well, why, why is Paul again? I said this last episode, why is Paul in the Bible, but he never met Jesus? I don't get that. I don't understand like where are all the women in the Bible? (laughs) Are they? Like, why is it always just about some girl trying to get a man like that's it and if you look into our culture like you look into a lot of the minorities cultures that follow christianity a lot of the women in that culture are the mind um matriarchs of their family but somehow some way their whole life is like how i'm gonna get a man how i'm gonna keep a man where i could get a man uh, my man is tripping like their whole conversation is revolved around like a dude and I'm like it reflects what's going on in the bible so I would ask questions like that but didn't understand so I was done I was done not with the bible because I still believe it's a sacred text but I was done like searching and studying that like I've done that most of my life I've studied that I know what's going on I know who Peter is to 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 Jesus I know who James is I know all of that stuff like it's it's time to go on this other sacred text I went east like I went to the Buddhist religion because to me you could be a Christian but also be a Buddhist because there's no god that you worship when you're a Buddhist it's just a path of enlightenment so I was cool with that I was like I don't have to worship no one single god All I have to do is just research what's going on internally and hopefully I'll reach enlightenment. Let me read into that. But I'm like, this still doesn't feel like home. Mm -hmm, It doesn't feel like it's activating like the, the heart center of me. Yes. Chakras are really amazing. It's another tool to, to show us like what's really going on in this life. Does not really have a 3d three dimensional uh, feature? It's, 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 you can't really see it. You can't really touch it. That's the real stuff. That's the real reality that's going on. And I appreciate that, but what's home. So doing ancestry DNA led me to like Benin and Togo and the Ivory coast and Ghana. That's 50% of my DNA is in those countries. Yoruba land like what do you mean I'm like okay well then what's that and they're like they're highly spiritual people oh shit okay cool what's that and to ask more and more questions so that's why you are so um, interesting to me because you at least had like a point of reference you could go to your grandma and um and, and kind of ask her some things like, grandma, what you doing? Like, what is this? Where are we really from? And it's so interesting when you have that piece so early in life for you to be able to get back on, the, even though we, you and I both had similar paths where we still had other things that we tried out. You know what I'm saying? If and I'm like, but if you're from Yaruba, then it's in you naturally. You know, like one of the things that, that, that you were talking about how, uh, you know getting married but you know 
everything is about a woman looking for a man. You know, that's all, like you're saying, that's all from Christianity, all from the Bible. That's all goes with the respectability politics, you know. And it, and it does, that doesn't, you use the word home. And that's how I feel about this. When I found this, when I really started to accept it and not fear it, that's what I felt like, like I was home. You know, and I'm proud of what would be our ancestors, essentially, then, that, you know, and, and, and Puerto Rico and Cuba, because, you know, Santo started in, in Cuba, um, they were able to, because in the Caribbean, the, the slaves were given patches of land. Like in Puerto Rico, they were given little patches of land, little huts in the back away from, they didn't necessarily have to live in the house on the plantation right behind the house, like here. Um, okay. mainland here so they were they they were given little patches of land and you know think you know palm trees sugar king so they're hidden more and that's how they were able to really create this religion because they infused christianity they, they took the colonizer the enslavers the oppressors religion and hid it in yaruba and faith um and used christian saints to pat match up pair with um the orisha they're right they're they're gods the orishas right um so you don't find the same part in christianity in i haven't found that the whole respectability politics you know i i imagine it might have its own hierarchy of things or whatever and clicks everything has a click or whatever but in terms of like you know respectability politics that's the part that I find that is missing you're kind of more free to just be whoever you are because it is such a kind of uh outlawed religion anyway you know not outlawed but but maybe uh uh outcasted type thing you know uh, a religion that's so feared by so many people misunderstood definitely and the religion you know the, the it itself it's a it's a practice that is they choose to keep it under wraps to keep it you know um um kind of more close-knit but sure. in terms of looking for something for home yeah yeah that hit home with me you just using that word so yeah I, I looking into it and I was so mad there's this new mainstream um what you call it show on I'm a Marvel geek okay I should say that that's not true because <laughs> I, I I really wasn't into Marvel when I was little because I was too busy being all girl, all the girl that I could be. Okay. But, um, I did love X-Men growing up when I was little. This cartoon that came on. I'm talking about the 80s, so I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> cartoon. But I love, and I love the X-Men. And then now, um, you know, now that Marvel's up and big and whatever, there's this new show called Cloak and Dagger. I don't yeah, know if you've mm-hmm. no, I know it. I mean, I've only seen so, like one or two episodes, but I know it. I, I'm a Marvel fan myself. So. Okay, so you get it. Okay, so all right, I people didn't like the show, I and I'm like, I only saw two episodes. I'm sorry. You gonna say you oh, like it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, but the reason why I like the show is that they were showing uh, Vodan or Voodoo in a way that wasn't scary. You know what I'm saying? Wait, now like, I gotta go back to it. Now I'm gonna watch it again today when we're done. I mean, they get deep into it. Like they're talking. Like I always, uh, Papa, what's his name? Uh, I'm I'm blanking out right now. Oh, but I do know who you're talking about. What's his name? I know who you're uh, talking about. We both know who you're talking about. Inter- intermediate person. Uh, he got can't. the hat and the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
He does, yes. Anyway, it's like, they, it's like a French, like a Creole sounding name or something, right? Yes. <laughs> You're saying all the things. <laughs> all the things. But yes, I enjoyed the fact that they went into it and didn't put it and portray it as like some devil worshiping Good, right. magic. It's not dark magic. It is, it is yeah. beautiful spirituality that we created. Um, from our lands in Africa, and it's been picked up by people who are in the Caribbeans or in South America way easier than us up here. And I just don't understand why. Like, is is it based on what you're talking about that they had the them damn colonizers? That's why, because they wouldn't let you. They wouldn't let your African American ancestors. They we that was almost a privilege. I I almost want to say in the Caribbeans that. That my ancestors, those specific ones in the Caribbeans, were allowed to have this practice. They wasn't having that here on these lands. Where were they going to hide? How were they going to do that? There is no way. They would have been killed. Absolutely not. That's why. I don't think, I think it's because it has been for hundreds of years and, you know, instilled into your grandmothers, your grandfathers. It's going on for generations that they believe it. They believe it. And, and, and I don't want to, you know, as far as that you know I don't ever want to make it seem like I can't believe that they believe that I mean really what choice did they have it's all they had it was the only religion that brought them through slavery so yes right that's all they had and that's all you know then and now it's being taught and it's being taught you know it worked colonization works we have to you know decolonize we have to unpack all this stuff we have to understand generational trauma we are the ones who have to wake up and understand we don't we don't really need what they gave us you could do i have listen my sister is still a devout christian still goes to church every sunday she still we can still have you know she comes to visit me i got waters around the house we can coexist you know i know that's j2 and then that's they got that bumper sticker but we can i don't i don't i don't want you to stop believing in what you believe in but don't you dare come for me with your beliefs that like i i have to behave a certain way because your god said or your religion said or your book said yeah i don't there's some parts of um what book was I reading? I was reading a book on Gnosticism and Gnostics back in the day. Like when you look into the Christian religion and I implore everybody who is listening to do so, to really look into the history of like, okay, Jesus died. Now what happened? Like look into that history. So after Jesus had died, there were all these different sects of Christianity that started popping up, right? And one of them was Gnosticism. And the Gnostics didn't believe in the same God as the other Christians believe. They believed, which was really crazy, they believed that the God of the Old Testament is not really the true God. Like he's down here and he's given dominion over the earth because this is like low-key hell. Um, wow. Okay. God. They worship the real God. That's why they're called Gnostics because they're in the know. They really know who the true God is. It isn't, they call him something else and it starts with a B. I need to come with these, these names. (laughs) (laughs) I did not have any tea or coffee this morning. He just brought me a coffee. Listen, I was like, Molly, you have to go get me a coffee. I need the coffee. (laughs) 
not gonna work. <laughs> yeah, so it's really interesting, even in the Christian religion, that people already have questioned, like, who is this God that you guys have who's out here like causing genocide because right you sacrificed something wrong or you 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 didn't say something right or like that makes no sense and um it's not just looking at it from a person who no longer practiced Christianity it's blaringly obvious like the people who are the good people what is it in Sodom and Gomorrah where the guy was like okay please don't rape these angels here are my daughters rape them instead like because listen that's what I'm saying When you come to me with this, I'm, I'm like, I can't, I don't, now listen, <laughs> anything that I, I just can't, I cannot wrap my mind around anything where you're telling me that we can stone a woman, we can, you know, mistreat people, anything that is oppressive, harmful, fatal to humans, you cannot tell me that this is authorized by God. Right. It doesn't align with you telling me that he is my father who loves me and forgives me. It doesn't align. So I can't accept what you're telling me because I'm a parent. I'm a parent and I'm not condemning my children to death for not obeying me, for not being just like me, for not following my orders. These are my children. I will protect them with my life. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, it's a, it's a no for me, dog. You're not by yourself. Like I, for me, and there are people who will be like, no, I still believe that. And you're absolutely in your right to believe that That's, that is your path in your life. But for me, like you're saying, if you're saying God is synonymous with unconditional love, how am I, how am I able to do things that God is not able to, how am I able to be like, okay, um, yeah, I think you're a dick. But I would never set you on fire and watch you burn. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Hold on. Hold, hold, hold on. Right. 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 I would never I would never do that. And you're not related to me. Like I you know what I'm saying? Like I don't have that temper. So how am I able to master something that this unconditional loving God is not able to? So to me, even when you read into Gnosticism, it'll explain to you how Jesus came down to abolish, like, okay, like what whoever that God is that they were talking about before, that's not, that's not my God. That's not my father. My father is really about empathy, compassion. You know what I'm saying? Right. And in love, his major, if you read the book, the New Testament or the Gospels as just a book, the villain of the book would be the um, Pharisees. These people who were literally in the church, who knew all their word, who knew all their verses. It was literally the right. people of the church who were the villains of Jesus's story. Right. <laughs> all right. right. No. Yeah, it doesn't. I can't. <laughs> And, but the thing is, then when you say, you know, I found, you know, one of the things that I found the hardest process, the hardest part of, I think for me going through this was when I started to actually verbalize, when I have to say these things, no, I'm not buying what's being sold to me any longer that I can't, I'm not, I'm not doing the Bible thing. I'm not doing this. You know, you're met with, You can't even say, but why are you even, if, if I'm saying those things don't align, why are you, don't question God. 
Yeah. That. You're not supposed to question it. Why not? My kids question me all the time. All, again, I'm not sending them to hell for it. They do it multiple times a damn day at that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't, I have no, I just don't, I, for me, the, the lack of feminine components, the hypocrisy of God himself, mm-hmm. himself, um, why he even has a gender is weird. Right. Um, like this entity, just, this all-knowing entity is male. Oh, is it? Is it a white male? Interesting. That's very <laughs> interesting. So just, interesting. <laughs> I still think of the Bible as a sacred text. It's still a very sacred text to me. However, I believe that there were, of course, as we all know, parts of the Bible that were definitely taken out. I think there were parts of the Bible that were manipulated. And unfortunately, I don't know what parts are missing or manipulated. So I have to read the sacred text with a grain of salt Mm. and understand that the reason why it even got into my bloodline was due to slavery. Right. I can't ignore that fact anymore. Like, it's not like I'm saying that that the whole Christian faith is bad. I'm just saying that I think it's amazing. It's the foundation of my spirituality. And also, it also has some fucked up shit in it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, because that's mind blowing though, right? Like essentially, what all of these, you know, this Christianity, that I think alone should give, many people reason to you don't have to leave Christianity you don't but to at least not make fear what other people are doing you know like hey look not everybody wants to practice the religion that oppressed our that was used as the reason our ancestors could be oppressed right not everybody wants to follow that and be down with that do what you want be great but don't fear what other are doing you know they're not really out here turning like you know frogs into like, <laughs> there's no wands being ain't nobody calling what? on lucifer ain't nobody doing that relax <laughs> what is the biggest mi- misconception you think of santeria or santos santos santeria santo um brujaria santeria that that would be it bro that that brujaria meaning witchcraft that it's witchcraft um mm. that would be the biggest misconception that people you know it, it, it there it, is one god yes. right right so there's a, a a realm of magic like with a k to it you know there's rituals there's things there's manifestation you can use anything okay. for good or bad um but it is a misconception that it is bad period and mm. people use it for bad period like with voodoo voodoo um you know conjuring um which is which african-american women are are coming into i know tons out here on these woke book streets i know tons of of african-american black american women who are walking into our in you know voodoo voodoo world um the conjuring world um mm-hmm. i don't lost my train of thought it's okay. I was talking about there's only one God, right? And you went on this uh, this path. 
because you were thinking that people were thinking that it's witchcraft. Oh, okay, yeah. So you know, people when people look at that, like when you were talking, we were talking about the 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 papa. You know, when people see that image. That's the first yeah. thing they think is you know death, bad, horrible sacrifice. They're killing animals. They're gonna kill the mm-hmm. goats, and they're gonna and you know there are different practices. There are different things, but those things are also done in Christianity. Blood of my yeah. blood, flesh of my flesh. There are all kinds. That's exactly that. I grew up going to Catholic church. It was a whole bunch of rituals. It was yeah. a whole bunch of lighting for candles and asking of. It was a whole bunch of here. Put this in your mouth and taste this. The, 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 there are a lot of similarities. Yes, it's just not evil like some people will think it is. I it's see. Not, there's, that's not the base of it at all. It's a, it's a liber- for me, it's a liberating religion. It's a freeing religion. There's no, you know. Why is it liberating to you instead of this darkness that they're portraying out here in the media? Because not only does it connect me with my ancestors, there's, there are rituals and there are rules and there are different things, but it's also a kind of design your own. You know what I'm saying? Uh, come as you are and design your own. There's no one way set path into the religion. There's, you know, um, you're free to explore different things at the same time and do different things at once and delve into different things that you want to at once. There's, it's not as strict, you know, and, and I, I don't want to say it, but oppressive as Christianity. Mm. And so how does, because I know that you're not initiated, right? Um, you're now studying it. Is there any everyday practice that shows up in your life in the form of this practice? Everyday practice is, yeah. is altar, is ancestor work. It's um, ritual. You can still, that's what I'm, even without being initiated, you are still free to do like what you want in terms of um, doing little rituals, you know, you can still, you're, there's things that you cannot do, but there's things that you can do. So everyday practice is more ancestor altar work, lighting candles, manifesting. Um, I've been practicing lately. The friend that I was telling you about sent me some links and, you know, uh, Santeria, the religion itself has its own versions of healers people who work with herbs different things that that you would be it's like you would call um like a medicine you know like a medicine woman so um that would be more my thing that I do daily I do a lot of cleansing I do a lot of I'm at the phase of I know little different things you know being in touch with different orishas and different things of what I want to ask for what I want done but also making sure that you offer back and give back you know, um, that's, that's how I kind of have it in my everyday life. Um, and reading, learning, reading, growing. Um, yeah. I think that's great, man. I think it's fantastic. I don't, and I won't go into the details of the story because I had already told you the reason why I'm so connected to this. Um, and I don't share that story with many people because I don't need them to be, um, judgmental and in my business at the same time <laughs> everybody you know you know you know 
it goes it goes so hard like people go really hard when it comes to stuff like this which is really weird to me um but that's neat well because I used to be the same way let's not play those games let me be real I used to be the same exact way when I was a hardcore Christian I thought it was my duty to save the world and that God would punish me if I allowed people to you know, be against him or leave the religion or whatever. I thought it was my my purpose in life to recruit people and make sure that they didn't go to hell. So I've been in their shoes before, but now it's so foreign to me to make somebody do something that I am doing spiritually, knowing that we don't have the same spirit. Like we're, we're of the same uh, love, but love comes in very many different forms. So that's neither here nor there. Um, the part of it that makes me so interested is that my mom, I remember my mom, my mom was the one that fascinated me when it came to spirituality. I remember being in church, as everyone knows, both of my parents were pastors. And both of your parents were pastors? Is that what you said? Both of them were pastors, okay, yeah. Okay, wow. And I was heavily in the Christianity, but regardless, so, you know, a ritual that we do is we hold hands when we pray. That's our right. ritual. Mm-hmm. So we would hold hands. And I remember people like trying not to hold my mom's hand. Like, no, you hold Pastor Tan's hand. No, you hold Pastor Tan's hand. No, you hold Pastor Tan's hand. <laughs> because they knew that if they held her hand, my mom, sometimes it wouldn't happen every time, but sometimes she would hold your hand and then she would look to you and cock her head to the side and say, Hmm. And then she would go back to praying. Now, sometimes she would tell you. Oh, no. <laughs> sometimes she wouldn't tell you shit. <laughs> no, I don't want no. I don't want to hold her hand either. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my mom has been a prophet for a very long time. So, again, to connect this to my ancestry DNA, my mom, their side of the family passed. Um, so well that they they forever were telling me that I was part Mexican. Really? Or it wasn't until four or five months ago that I realized that I have no Mexican in my life. <laughs> when you got that list, they were like, no, no, no. Seriously, I was in a little bit of a depression because I had, I mean, literally for Christmas, what we do is we get together and we make tamales. It's what we do. Are you, listen, I want... <laughs> Like literally, it's what we do. Like you, if you won't make tamales, you don't eat tamales. Like that's how that's what we do. <laughs> I know how to make masa. I know what the meat. Masa. How do you say what? I said you can make masa. I love it. Yes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and now she like, got a list. No Mexican is on there. Ain't a drop of Mayan. Ain't no. No Native American. Girl, nothing. Girl, nothing. And I was like, what? I mean, not that I was sad that I was ma- mainly from West Africa, but like, God damn, like we've been making tamales for no goddamn reason. Are they good? Like, Are they good tamales? Girl, they good though. That's all that matters. As long as you're bringing forth good tamales to the world, listen. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good, girl. They so good. <laughs> Still be mad up here because I'm in Washington State, so people would be talking about food up here i'm like this is trash this is all garbage throw it away throw the whole restaurant away it's garbage that's neither here nor there um so yeah i thought like i had this you know mexican heritage and i'm about to find out like the native american tribe at least where it came from and where where my mom got all these beautiful spiritual abilities 
nah, nah, son, none of that. We went to West Africa and that's where we stayed. Um, but the thing about it was my mom told me and has been telling me since I was like nine, 10, 11, she was like, you have what I have. You have what I have. And I'm like, nah, no, I'm good. Nah, no, don't want it. Because I saw one, I get very scared and spooked very easily. Like I don't like like watching scary movies freak me the fuck out. I can't sleep for days. None of that shit. I can't, I can't, I can't fuck with it. Um, and then also once I got older and realized, okay, that's just movie magic. Still can't fuck with it though. Um, I I realized that people were using their spiritual abilities or their spiritual connection to whoever they felt God was and were manipulating people in a way that I just didn't like. I, you know, Kanye West is not my dude right now. I don't, I don't listen to any of his shit right now, but his, that one quote, like what, 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 what can one man without do with all this power? I think is the song. I don't like that. I, I feel uncomfortable being in some type of position of power over somebody through some abilities that they don't even, they can't see, touch or nothing. It just makes me uncomfortable. And I've been running from it for so long. And for the last year, people have just been popping in my life. Like, oh, you know, you're a medium, right? No, I'm not. Um, You can heal, right? Mm, I can't. No, thanks. And (laughs) so so that's the, I, I, you know, that's the other part of what what was happening with me is since I don't run from that. Don't, you know, the, the universe, it does what it does. It shows you, it tells you, you can't, you can't run from who you are. No way. And you, ever since I was little, ever since I was a little girl, I had dreams that came true. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a little older than you and Brian. I'm a little bit of a cougar. I'm two years older than him. So I'm a, I'm a little bit of a cougar. So <laughs> you better get your mic, girl. Uh-huh. When I was little, Gloria Esteban was big. I don't know if she uh-huh. was big when you was little. I had yeah. this dream. I wasn't even a Gloria Esteban fan. I was a little girl. I had this dream that Gloria Esteban was being brought uh, on a stretcher into an ambulance. And there were all these people crying. Like a week later, she got into this huge accident. I don't know if you remember, but Gloria Esteban was in like this huge car wreck and, and was comatose and couldn't walk again. Wow. That was around the first time, like I was around nine. So around nine years old, I started having dreams that came true. And the dreams often, usually, actually, never had anything to do with me, um, someone else altogether, people that I didn't know, but they definitely came true they definitely one Mm. time I was on the school bus we were in high school and I was walking into school I was on the bus and I had this is the 90s and I had on one of those like those prairie shirts that had like the the big the 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 sleeves the the flared out sleeves yeah like the French back in the day so and I told you yeah I, I we knew a girl named Ada and I said you know I had a dream last night that Ada had on the same shirt that I did. And her, this is the girl that I told you that her parents were, her grandparents were reverends. Um, mm-hmm. We were walking into the school. We look to the left and we see Ada. She's got on the shirt that I have on. And mm-hmm. she was like, girl, you the devil. I'm so tired of you. Because that wasn't the first time she did. She walked away from Mara still, my girl. That's my baby. But she walked away from me, calling me the devil. And I asked me to get behind her. <laughs> 
For real, yes. <laughs> and that kept happening, that kept happening, that kept happening until I met Brian. And Brian was the one who, you know, I would even like talk out my dreams. The dead would visit me. Brian mm-hmm. was the one who was like, I'm, I need to sleep. So I need you to go head on and talk to these people that want to talk to you, these people that are visiting you. I, I'm not going to stay up all night. <laughs> Cause nigga got to work in the morning. Bills <laughs> gotta get paid, man. <laughs> so you're gonna have to make appointments in the morning. Spirits keep trying to talk to you, and I'm gonna need you to stop running from whatever the hell. He just always was like, I was his little bruja. I was his little witch, and with with his, you know, um, I guess support and not feeling like I was gonna be judged. Yeah. Um. And an open space. That's what I mean about how the religion liberated me. You know, I was able to explore a side of me that was more open to that. That yeah. didn't say that was demonic. Yeah. But but said, you know, yeah, of course you could talk to your ancestors. What you mean, girl? That's I what know. They're for. Yeah. Like other people have I've I let me just say this. There are different abilities that are out there that everybody has. Like no one's special. Everyone has these abilities there there are different abilities that are given to different people but there is a sixth sense that we all have that we connect to the spiritual world right and I've had a couple of people who it feels like I'm chilling and then all of a sudden like you know how you could close your eyes and imagine an apple yeah for me like some type of signal will come through. And there's one person in specifically that comes through all the time. And in my mind's eye, what will happen is like these eight, not eighties, these fifties sunglasses will appear. Right. And I'm just like living my life. You know what I mean? On the phone, talking to insurance companies. And then like these glasses will appear and I'm like, okay, well, that means she's, she's on her way. And then I will get some type of message that got nothing to do with whatever the fuck is going on in my life. I don't hear it. I just know it. It is so weird. I don't hear it. I don't see it. I see something that lets me know that it's on its way, but like, I don't, I don't hear it. I don't see it. I don't see any signals, nothing like that. I just know it. So then I'll one particular person and be like, well, listen, I saw the glasses and this is what I feel like the message is. And it hits every single time every single time it hits with her grandma and I'm like cool like that's fine I'm cool with that it's easy breezy but it's it's knowing it's not like any type of like I don't see nobody you know what I mean and I feel like maybe it's that way because the, the spiritual world knows that I'm not ready for that shit yes I, think that. I would say you're right because until I was ready I was only visited in dreams because I, I, when you said that you, you, that you're scary, that you're the scary type when it comes to TV, that's me. I am afraid of my own shadow. I have like a ritual that like a Halloween time, which is, you know, like October, that's my favorite time of the year, but I'm afraid of my own shadow. But that's the time I save spooky movies till that time. All the lights have to be on and Brian has to be with me, but yes, (laughs) you know, so I think that, I think that Espiritos, the spirits, they knew they couldn't come to me while I was awake while I was up because I would be terrified 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 but one time when once I started to be more accepting yeah. um, not be so afraid one time I was in the kitchen cooking and Brian 
his grandmother passed away when he was just a little boy, like a, a baby, I think like three weeks old. Um, and I'm in the kitchen cooking and I can feel something enter the kitchen. I can honestly feel that something, someone, a person entered the kitchen. So mm-hmm. I looked right. And for me, it's more like, um, like a TV, like a, a TV, like when they, when they used to have the TV antenna airs, like okay. uh, trying to make a picture come in. You know, yeah. I could make out that it was like a person, but more than anything, I could hear her voice and I could smell her. I could smell her. I could smell her. And she told me, she was sending me a message. I know you're here with my grandbaby and, you know, I love him. I'm still watching him. I'm so proud of him. So, you know, I got to tell him this stuff now, you know, and I'm still kind of like, How, he's going to be like, yo, like you cute and everything. <laughs> you know, <he's> gonna... <laughs> I like your little Puerto Rican food you be cooking me. I have to pack your shit because you talk crazy. <laughs> now you talk crazy. <laughs> so, so, so you know, since he had been the one encouraged me, I go to him. I tell him he absolutely, you know, believes. You know, he accepts that this is what how he doesn't judge me in any way. You know, but he wants to question his father about it. Now his father is still very much a Baptist, very much church every Sunday. That's yeah. the church I got kicked out of. So I certainly didn't want him. He wanted to go talk to his dad about it. But I was like, no, no, because the man is going to be like, you see, go ahead. Keep messing with crazy. Go ahead. Keep messing with <laughs> So he, he, we went to, his father had a barbecue mm-hmm. sitting there. His father's grilling. And I had told Brian, I, there was a very strong smell. The smell was like rose, like flowers, but mm-hmm. very much so like, those satchels that you find inside the door. Okay. Um, and so his father's grilling and he's like telling me, and I'm going to ask my dad, I was like, you can't, no, don't stop. Don't. And he says, Hey dad, grandma. Cause you know, did she, he just like randomly asked them, did she smell like anything specifically? And he was like, your grandmother. Oh yeah. You know, those satchels that smell like rose that smell like, like Brian looked over at me. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah. So that too, kind of when I was like, all right, let me see what I'm working with over here. Let me see. It, you know, I started to lose more and more fear and explore more and more. Um, I wish the thing is with Santo, with Santaria, with, with Brujaria, with the religion, in this area where I am, you know, there's not a strong foundation. I wish so much that I could go. My friend even moved. The 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 friend, the the pre, the. the I- yeah, the, he would be a, 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 a like the Santo we would call him. Um, he he moved down to Miami. He's down there, so you know he's not even up here anymore. So it's so hard for me to kind of even go further. Yeah, unless I travel at this point, go down to Florida, and so I'm waiting. I figure you know the ancestors know. And for me, for you, when you express what was happening to you, that a person comes with glasses and then you feel something, I feel like that's your ancestors. Maybe one of your ancestors wore glasses. I don't know. But I would definitely, for me, I believe that's your ancestors telling you, whispering to you, and and you receive it as just a knowing. You know, that's your instinct. That's your intuition. You don't ever doubt that. Don't ever not listen. That's a hard hard thing. Because, like, right now, 
the candidate, the Democratic candidate that I connect with so much right now is Elizabeth Warren because she's like, I got a plan for that. That's me. I love plans. I love plans. I love solid things. I love science. I love things that I could test. And this spiritual ability that's been passed down through my mom's bloodline, clearly, it, it's, it's, it can't be tested you know what I mean it's not solid it's something that you really have to go with the flow of it and just trust and that's a, that's a probably a lifelong lesson that I've been working on for a very long time but it is something I'm interested in and to know again like doing my ancestry DNA realizing I'm connected to these people who again were the spirit almost of Africa like I love it I want to know a little bit more about it which is why I was so interested like when you told me you were researching this I'm like that comes from my ancestors like that's and isn't that that's wild too because you know here I am Puerto Rican like I said if you saw me I'm light-skinned I look like what you would what you stereotypically think a Puerto Rican looks like because we come in so many different colors and we essentially you know share the same ancestors we we our people come essentially from the same place. You know, we know where the the, the Puerto Ricans, the, the those who were enslaved in the Caribbean islands, they came from the same area. They come from the this, especially where my grandmother's from. You know, that is a high. That's a Garuba population. That's their mm -hmm. history. That's amazing. Then here we are now, all these years later, talking. The descendants of slaves talking yeah. about their yeah. ancestors. That's so beautiful, man. Is there anything that you want to say before we close out, man? You've given so much good information. Thank you for sharing your path. Is there anything else? No, thank you for having me. No. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can tell you for me, the lesson that, the thing that I'm probably going to repeat that you said is like the fact that there are so many misconceptions in the Bible or within the Christian religion, you should still be able to practice it if that's what you want to do. But understand, because there's misconceptions and wrong things, that should give you a little bit of pause before you start judging other people. And I think that's a really good message that I think other people should learn about. Like, your religion sacrificed animals. Your religion right, right. <laughs> really weird rituals. Um, that they did follow. So if you happen to see something specifically that's connected to your own bloodline, don't judge it. Maybe you should research it a little bit more before you go and just throw the whole thing in the trash. It's like, oh, this is Lucifer's work. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. I love that. That's perfect. Yep. I'm, I, I love it. You so much. Puerto Rico! Oh! <laughs> I appreciate you so much. And though I only talked to you now, this is our second in-depth conversation I've ever had with you. I Hear me when I say I love you so much. Thank you so much for being a sis to my spirit and really, really giving us like your path. And I, I really wish you nothing but beautiful blessings on the, the next path uh, that you got going for you, the next journey that you're going on. Thank you, Asha. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Same to you. Blessings. Blessings. Blessings, Asha. Bye. And namaste. <laughs> Bye. Bye.